Hello and welcome back to this episode in the Package Builder season of TM Podcasts Black Belt Edition, our podcast about detailed topics of transportation management. Today is the 23rd of October of 2020. My name is Felipe Hernandez Plazas and I will be your host for this fifth episode. I'm glad to have Marcos again available as an expert guest. Marcos, welcome back. Welcome. And uh, today we will finalize a deep dive into the package type assignment that we started last week or last time. And if you remember in the package type assignment, uh, when we are looking at the UI, we had five entries or five items in the overview. I will repeat what we had. We have the business partner, the business partner location, the product business partner location. And now we will look at the two remaining items, normalized quantities and alternative packaging materials. And to pick off where we left, so the last thing we looked at was the business partner definition for the package type assignment or the business partner related. And if we look again at the first one we saw, which was the product business partner and location definition, uh, if you remember, we had an entry or a column called contain material, and this will be our keyword for this episode. And I would then ask Marcos to uh, give us maybe a little summary about what this column means and uh, what it means also for the remaining entries that we want to cover today. Mm -hmm. So... Um with the focus topic today of uh, the alternative packaging material, you might wonder um, why we have introduced an additional definition now. I mean, starting with the product package type assignment, um, there are multiple options already available to define uh, into or onto uh, which package material uh, product shall go. So the first thing that we had was, yeah, the yeah, pretty straightforward definition of the package material and the package type being a unit of measure. Uh, what was actually the starting point for the package builder. Um, then, as a second option, uh, we already discussed the alternative mixed package material that is available in the product package type assignment, meaning that full quantities of uh, product go into the standard package material and if you have some leftover quantities they would go in that yeah, deviating uh, mixed package material so pretty simple scenario uh, you are in a cartonization scenario so all of your products go into cartons if you have a full quantity of the product it goes into a stock carton or multiple stock cartons and if you then have a remaining quantity uh, those go into uh, pick cartons um, and can be consolidated together with other products. Um, so why is this not sufficient? Uh, on the next level, um, we introduced the contained material to enable yeah, different next level package materials for cartons depending on the content what, inst uh, what is in there. So Simple example, you have tea products, you have coffee products. If you have pure stock cartons containing tea, you want them to go onto a different pallet material or maybe apply different uh, limits regarding, for example, the height um, compared to tea. 
And maybe you even want to separate all of your pick cartons uh, from the um, fr from the stock cartons so that you have product pure uh, pellets that contain the stock cartons of the tea, product pure pellets that contain the stock cartons uh, of coffee, and then completely separated the pick cartons. Um, so for, for this, uh, we enabled um, using the column uh, contained material the definition of a specific product or um, product group using uh, reference materials. So also very good. But now uh, we've been approached by customers saying, well, it's nice uh, for the consolidation that you uh, can define a separate uh, mixed package material. Uh, but we're in a scenario where we uh, use multiple different carton types for for picking uh, depending on the quantity what's in there so how well would the carton be utilized so uh, i always call it a little bit of downsizing so find the right carton for the quantity you have to pack you can also call it kind of um, load consolidation for cartons so for example if i had uh, one quantity of a product and if we had just the possibility to define the packaging material based on the contained material, we would, for example, only be able to select one size of a carton. This Correct. might be a very large carton also to accommodate maybe larger quantities. But in this uh, sense, we want the ability to also maybe say, okay, if we have just one quantity, we want a very small carton. That's correct. I mean, I think it's a typical, um, yeah, online ordering scenario so whatever you order there you typically receive it in a carton that fits almost exactly and perfectly to what you have ordered and this is kind of the scenario here uh, from my understanding uh, it was always the case that we said it's always a good idea to define as the mi mixed carton type um, yeah the biggest carton so to and the package builder will then fill it up as good as possible and then what can happen in a scenario is that the very very last um, carton to be used here is very badly utilized so maybe in an extreme example only a single piece didn't fit into the cartons before um, and now that huge carton contains only a single piece and you would <laughs> have to uh, add additional yeah auxiliary package material to not make it fly around uh, and there is obviously uh, a better idea to downsize this very last carton uh, we didn't tackle this uh, so far because we think it um, for most of the standard scenarios from the customers that we currently have um, this is really um, talking about the last carton but of course if you are in a um, very low volume scenario uh, with many customers so typical online shop scenario. Um, this is typically the standard case and uh, uh, will tackle all of your problems. Understood. And um, as you mentioned, for the normal assignment or the main one, we have the column contain material, but to enable this more advanced logic of downsizing, we have created then an additional entry in the package type assignment. It's called alternative packaging material. 
it's in the last place in the list of, of the of the available definitions. And if we, I go into it, I can see as part of the column structure or of the table, again, our criteria or our keys. In this case, we again have the partner, the business partner, we have the location, we have equipment type and equipment group, and they work as before as for the others. And we have also the contained material key. So here again, we have the possibility to be able to find a correct entry based on what is contained inside the packaging material. And now comes uh, the interesting keys, the packaging material and the package type. So why do we have here in the key an entry for the packaging material? Um, using this column, you basically define what's possible. So I mean the biggest challenge uh, when we have been approached by the customers um, regarding this requirement was actually to define yeah, which types of cartons are relevant for such a downsizing logic. Uh, I mean, um, it's not possible to pick up all of the package materials that are in the master data maintenance. Uh, this is no option. This can be, uh, for example, warehouse specific. So in some of your warehouses, uh, if you're a globally acting company, um, those carton types available, for example, in Europe, you have three different uh, pick carton types. In Australia, you might have five, whatever. Uh, in the US, uh, you might only have uh, one because it's very standardized, whatever. Uh, so we came up with the conclusion that basically uh, we need the very same key fields like in the product package type assignment. So it can be customer specific, it can be location specific, it can even be um, equipment specific. It can depend on what's actually in uh, the carton itself. And then we said, um, The range of yeah, package materials that the logic should try out is covered by um, defining the entries based on the packaging material. Okay, so whatever is um, maybe, okay, as you mentioned, it can be that after uh, the package builder runs through the full packaging and the uh, further consolidation that we have some leftover quantities And um, we want then to be able to see if there is a better packaging material available for that instead of the defined mixed package material that, that we had for this last entry. And this is actually also the, the packaging material that will be checked first when we go into this logic. That's correct. So um, the package builder logic internally didn't change regarding the assignment of the standard package material and the mixed package material. So all of the logic will run. The package builder will try to fill up this mixed package material as good as possible. And then when he is done, the new logic uh, is going to be applied because it actually doesn't um, change how things should be combined. Is there compatibility? Is there um, maybe some additional rules? What can be uh, together? Uh, how are the cartons created? So when this final um, result is available, um, the package builder now checks, are there alternative package materials defined for this package that he created where the utilization is not um, very well 
So it's not a full stock carton. And then he goes into that logic, picks up um, the first entry matching the packaging material that um, you can define in there. And then we come to the um, other attributes of this definition. So when to stop. So we needed to teach the package builder not only which carton types or package material types, generically speaking, are available for this logic, but also when is it, I would call it, good enough. So when is um, the package material sufficiently utilized that I make it the final result. Okay, and just to set up an example, we assuming that we have a large carton as the as the mixed package that we want to start with, we would have here an entry with packaging material large carton. Mm -hmm. The key would of course also need to be found. I mean, partner location equipment, all of that should also match. Um, but important to mention, you don't need to specify anything here. If you leave it empty, it's the default entry. Okay. So then uh, the package builder would, of course, like uh, for everything in the product package type assignment, check for the most specific entry. And if the most specific entry has no key field definitions, for example, for a customer or business partner or um, location, um, because you yeah, are in a... yeah very small scenario where you maybe only support one loading location and where you don't need to specify anything in addition, that single entry would be sufficient. Okay, so as in other package type assignments, if you leave it empty, it means everything goes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, good, after we have defined this first criteria, we come then to the columns where we actually have the, the, the input or the result and the, the first column would be the sequence. Mm -hmm. And if we see in the sequence, we would maintain integers or numbers that are going ascending. Um, yeah, as, as explained, um, I think um, we needed to teach the package builder which carton or package materials it should try out when checking for alternative package materials. And we needed to teach him in which sequence. So, I mean, following on your example, you have a large carton, then you would maybe try the medium size carton and then as the very last um, option you would try the small carton okay, and so then you, you, actually would, you would tell this the package builder by defining the sequence that gives you the option that even if you in some scenarios um, would maybe have five carton materials you can define by setting the sequence here um, in which order they should be processed Okay, so that's important to, to point out you, uh, the system does not uh, decide for itself yep. what packaging material to try next. So you actually need to do it by yourself and you do it by defining an ascending number of the sequence. And this is the column. Okay, then we have the next one, which is called the minimum threshold value. And it goes hand in hand with the rest of the columns, which is also called quantity for utilization threshold and unit of measure. So here maybe it makes sense first to look at the definition of the quantity. Mm -hmm. It's a dropdown and we have three values. One is base unit of measure, then absolute volume and absolute weight. Mm -hmm. The background of this is, um, I mean, as I've said, You need to um, tell the package builder when is the package material utilized sufficiently. 
and we decided to uh, for um, the current release to go for um, those three options so in very very simple scenarios where all of your materials are pretty homogeneous you can maybe stick to the base unit of measure so how many pieces of a of one or multiple specific products do i have in the carton to make it sufficiently utilized so for example you enter in the minimum threshold value 10 you pick the quantity of the utilization threshold as base unit of measure the package builder runs and if there are nine eaches in the carton it's not sufficiently utilized then the package builder would check for the next package material defined by the sequence if it's 10 or 11 it would make it the final result and search no longer um, of course this only works if your products are really uh, as equal as possible i mean if you if you say you have a very small uh, product and you have a bigger product uh, you can actually not use the the base unit of measure because this is simply not normalized then so in um, equal or similar you mean that they should have uh, equal or mostly equal dimensions and yeah. also weight yeah is there then any other check done afterwards whether it actually fits to the capacity of the packaging material? no uh, no no i mean uh, basically the package builder has checked before okay do those things fit into this carton type so here it is the responsibility of the person who maintains this to make sure that uh, in this scenario you don't have over utilized packaging materials that's correct i mean for the uh, for the package material determined by the package builder using the product package type assignment so the first entry point into the search of the alternative package materials you can be sure it fits into because the package builder respects the volume and the weight limits of each package material. So you know what's coming in there uh, must match. But when you, for example, set here the minimum threshold values too high and uh, you go one level down, so you try the medium carton and you set the, the utilization threshold too high, it might not fit in there. Okay, yeah. Good. And so in our example, let's assume we have as a... As the quantity which comes in, we have, for example, one product. The capacity for the largest packaging material or our large carton would be, for example, 100. Mm -hmm. And this would be also the threshold value which we have maintained here. And one is, of course, smaller than 100. So the system would say, okay, let's look at the next packaging material in the sequence that we have defined. And in this case, it would be the medium carton. And if we would have here a minimum threshold value of, for example, 10, then it would check and say this fits in here and try with the next one. But let's now look maybe or as an example for this entry, let's use another quantity, for example, the volume. Mm -hmm. What I think is more realistic, as I've mentioned, the base unit of measure only works for a very homogeneous products. So typically, we would recommend to use the absolute volume or the uh, absolute weight to detect if the package material is, is good filled. Um, so it would basically sum up the volume of the um, 
products that should go into the carton detect the volume capacity of the carton using the definitions coming from the material master data, then calculate um, yeah, um, the utilization and then compare it to the defined um, minimum threshold value uh, to use it. And for example, I mean, um, you might have five pieces in there um, and you define uh, the uh, minimum threshold value for this carton to be used would be 80%. Uh, and the sum of these five um, pieces of the product um, is maybe at 90%, then the package builder would stop and say the medium carton is fine. And if it would be low that, it would check does this stuff fit into the small carton. And to the next one. Okay. And we, we saw also that we have um, the ability to, for each level that we want to check in the sequence, to have different quantity definitions. So for the first one, we might have the base unit of measure. Mm -hmm. Then we might have, for the next one, checking the volume and then the weight. In the and I have one. to correct myself. I mean, I explained this now with a percentage Uh, actually, the definition happens on absolute uh, values uh, for uh, which you can also select the unit of measure. So I have to correct. Uh, it's not based on 80% or 90%. It's based on an absolute value um, that you can define for uh, each package material. Okay. But yes. basically, that brings it to almost the same. I think from a definition point of view, it's easier to uh, calculate um, the absolute value um, that should be in there, uh, but basically it comes down to um, a, a similar a similar calculation. I think uh, even initially we had it as a percentage definition and came to that conclusion. It is um, easier or easier to understand also uh, to do this based on the absolute um, definitions. Brilliant. That's good. Yeah, we um, have now looked at the at the logic for this alternative packaging material. And as you mentioned, the end result should be uh, the finding of a better packaging material solution than the one that was defined in the packaging material assignment or in the main one. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the ideal expectation that we would have a very um, small packaging material, which is more... Yeah adjusted yeah, to yeah. the quantity and, and, and to summarize it once again so for the item groups that can be packaged together the package builder would try to fill the biggest target package material as good as possible so create a minimal number of instances of uh, the biggest um, package material and then the logic checks for the very last not sufficiently utilized uh, instance of that package material can I downsize it Okay, and we and uh, it doesn't matter how many packaging materials we maintain in the sequence. I mean, we could have maybe ten. It doesn't. It of course it has an effect on the runtime. I mean, if you're in scenarios where then only the last package material is relevant and it needs to check the nine ones before, uh, of course this consumes some runtime. But uh, from a yeah from a setup perspective, it's fine. So there is no limit to that. Even though I would think it is pretty uncommon um, in realistic scenarios that you would try out so many, but of course there are um, yeah, companies doing that. Okay. And 
also if you have many defined and with the sequence starting at one, but maybe the material that we start with is something in the middle, mm -hmm. then it would probably start from that point following yeah. the sequence. So it doesn't have to start yeah. with the first one. Yeah, you still have the option that for most of your products, you would always try the biggest carton. But for some, for whatever reason, you say, I always start with the medium carton. I never consolidate them into the biggest carton. And this defines then the entry point for searching so it doesn't always have to be uh, the package material with the defined sequence one so um, the entry point is always the package material that the package builder determined out of the package type assignment and would this logic here work also for nested scenarios where we have several levels yeah so for the, each level we would have yeah. the possibility to define alternative packaging material yeah. Co correct oh, that's very nice yeah Good. Okay, I think this concludes this, unless you have other comments or recommendations in, in this regard. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe one thing I have to mention, um, we are aware of, the, for example, the requirement uh, to determine the package material um, based on yeah, the input quantity of the item. So for example, if the quantity is below a specific um, Yeah, value that you then jump into the cartonization logic but if you have a sufficient uh, quantity then you only start with the palletization logic um, this is currently not possible um, so you always have to define um, the first entry point for the packaging per product um, and you cannot skip one of those levels in between I think this can be done um, using the enhancement spot somehow um, and we will have a podcast session for the capabilities to adjust the logic of the package builder later. Um, but um, we are aware of that, but this is currently limited. And also, um, I think for for the um, kind of carton um, determination, there are more combinations how customers would like to have that. So define product groups and then specify um, such a sequence. Currently, this is the status quo in the system. Okay. Good. Then let's leave the alternative packaging materials and then continue to the last entry that we have in the package type assignment. It's called normalized quantities. And if I just give a brief uh, description, we have again the a table. So it's not a, a form or a A selection screen with details and we have columns uh, that uh, describe um, products we have also um, as um, as mentioned we have no detailed area for this um, what does normalized quantities mean mm -hmm. um, I think the transaction that we are in started with the name um, product package type assignment Then it grew over time into yeah, the package type assignment that is not only product specific, but also independent. And with the normalized quantities that basically have nothing to do with the package type assignment itself, uh, the transaction should now be called package builder settings because this opens up a completely new definition. We thought uh, it still fits in here 
because it um, yeah, brings all of the package builder relevant definitions together and the normalized quantities pretty much um, yeah, define for products and product groups how much space they consume when being packaged. Um, so this is a very transportation management specific topic because there uh, in transportation planning you need to estimate uh, in a normalized manner before you actually package how much it will consume if it would go together. Um, typically in that process um, the packaging in a consolidation scenario happens after the route determination. And so you don't know actually based on time constraints and cost constraints what actually later can be packaged together. So you need to kind of de define a value that you don't overload the resources, how much does the product item um, yeah, yeah, consume. Uh, when it's going to be packaged. And the normalized quantity basically defines for a product or a product group um, yeah, a quantity with a normalization quantity unit of measure that is actually simply calculated by the package builder attached to the result item and supplied back to the uh, calling application in this uh, case the the transportation management it basically doesn't steer any behavior of the package builder core functionality it's just a result in enrichment to uh, support the transportation planning okay and so this um, estimate or this enrichment happens then on the product level so we would see for a product after this has been applied okay this product if packaged in a normal way, as, as we usually do, we would expect this to maybe consume a certain amount of space in this normalized quantity. That's that's correct. Uh, but um, to correct it a little bit, uh, it happens on all uh, levels of items. Uh, so the package builder doesn't care which definitions are in there. It calculates it for the product items if they are completely assigned or maybe split. Uh, it calculates it for the cartons. It calculates it also for the pallet. It simply looks up, uh, is there any quantity defined in this definition for the key product number? What can also be material number. Um, and then simply calculates the, um, the quantity of the item itself multiplied by the normalized quantity using the unit of measure then to um, give this information back to the application. And it would help then the consuming application in this example, transportation management to even without having the explicit packages and without explicitly knowing how many pellets this will consume mm -hmm. by using this quantity and adding it up for the products, it would yeah. more or less say this will end up consuming this amount of pellets in this normalized quantity. That's correct. So you can call the package builder with a set of items, so product items. For example, for an order, 
um, the package builder would apply all of the packaging rules that also include, for example, incompatibilities and stuff like that. And it would enrich the result product and uh, package items with the normalized quantity. And then the calling application can in that process decide, well, I do not persist, for example, the complete item hierarchy. I simply sum up the normalized quantity of all of those items, add this, for example, to my header information, and then the transportation planning can take a look at those requirements containing multiple products. And for example, uh, you find a value there of 1.5 pallets. Uh, then you know, even though you don't have the packaging information in the document, you know it will uh, consume roundabout 1.5 pallets. And then when combining multiple um, orders, uh, you then know, do they, by an estimation, fit into the resource. Okay, so it helps to improve the planning result in a mm -hmm. way. It's it, probably not a, an exact uh, definition or result, but at least it's a better yeah. estimate than just yeah. uh, doing it by volume or by by weight. Yeah. There are tools on the application side to determine this value and we can talk about the last column of the definition. It says the source of the normalization quantity uh, and there we have the uh, manual entry so you can enter something here but of course I mean if you're in a, a scenario where you have thousands of products uh, it is actually very hard to maintain this manually but you have the option here in the um, in this definition you have uh, a determination based on randomized data that would mean that there is a tool available and we can maybe talk about that uh, in one tm specific um, podcast um, episodes um, and that tool simply yeah, picks up uh, material master data uh, so product master data um, randomly um, Com combines them together, runs the package builder and out of the result of the package builder there is a calculation possible to um, define this, this entry here. And this is also typically a starting point for um, companies having no historical data uh, that they, and if they do not want to maintain this manually and calculate it manually, that they can, uh, you can use this tool as a good starting point for the transportation planning process. And the other one uh, would be uh, uh, the determination based on documents that would then consider actually existing historical documents and calculate a better value. So you can, the, the, it's kind of machine learning. Um, the normalized quantity can learn from what was actually in reality packaged and then derive out of this information a better normalization quantity value. And also, of course, we have an uh, upload functionality for that. If you have some specific um, options to determine this uh, outside of um, the S4, um, yeah, due to, yeah. for example, analytics tools, um, you can uh, do this externally and then upload it here into uh, the table. Mm -hmm. So, so in the first level, we could have said here we want to maintain entries where we say one product um, is usually occupies a space in a packaging material, for example, a pallet. Mm -hmm. But um, on the next level, we know we have many kinds of uh, pellets in, in, a, in a customer system. For example, we have things like uh, cool boxes, we have cage pellets, 
And so just to make it even more normalized to say it like that, we don't talk about specific package material units of measure, but we introduce this so-called normalized quantity unit of measure that is used then to, to maybe consider all of, the, of these packaging types in one normalized unit of measure. So we would say, for example, a normal pellet will consume one unit of measure of this normalized quantity, but a cage pellet may be just 0.8 and a cool box 0.7. So there will be another kind of equivalence then being uh, applied to this package material that we have defined here. Mm, that is correct. And also important to mention is uh, for the products, the intermediate packages uh, does not play any role. So for a product that is cartonized and then the carton is put onto the pellet for the planning process, it is relevant how much space do I consume Uh, jumping over the carton on the pellet. Okay, so only the top, like yeah. the top package yeah, that we correct. that we have in the result. Correct. And to just maybe read an example here, we have for one product, product A, we have, for example, the, the normalized quantity of 0.0204 pellets uh, or normalized pellets, which would mean I would uh, pretty much need about 500 of these products to fill a full pellet. Mm -hmm. And so on. And then we have all the different products listed here. And as you mentioned, it can be quite tedious to do this manually, mm -hmm. but we have other options or mm -hmm. possibilities to, to fill this table. Yeah. And what it basically expresses is how good or how bad, depending on my shape and maybe other criteria, do I consolidate together with other products. So taking uh, an example where maybe 100 pieces of uh, this product make a full quantity pellet, then the normalization quantity could be 0 0.01 if it consolidates always in such a tight manner. But if it has a strange shape, um, this quantity can then be... Uh, Can, can can deviate from, from the full package quantity. And uh, if you're in scenarios where most of your products look pretty much alike, so you have a standardized size, um, I would not expect that to deviate too much. But if you, for example, uh, are uh, having some things that are very, very long and depending on the combination of the, of the products, uh, it's technically not possible to package this stuff very tight so that your mixed pellets then end up very badly utilized, I would expect that the normalization quantity deviates a lot from from um, from a good value. Okay. Well, also, for example, if incompatibilities are considered, maybe kegs cannot be packaged with other types of products, whatever they are. And this would then be reflected in this in this quantity with a higher value. Mm -hmm. then. Okay. But to summarize, I mean, for the package builder, it's a pure calculation. So uh, we will talk about uh, the logic um, of the normalization quantities in the application context. We have mentioned how this definition can be filled, so either manually or using tools from the application side or from external sources. Um, and it simply enriches uh, the result of the package builder. And uh, also, uh, maybe my last point is um, that it simply takes the unit of measure of the product item or the package item and calculates it um, using this, this quantity here. 
Uh, there is no unit of measure specific uh, definition here available. So if you would have a product uh, that can be ordered in multiple different quantities, so for example in pieces, in cases where multiple pieces are combined, or even in, in other quantities you have to decide for one of those uh, yeah, order unit of measure quantities to define the normalization quantity. Mm -hmm. And the product number, let's look now at the, maybe at the, more specifically at the columns. So the first one would be the product number where I maintain the product. The next one would be the unit of measure of the normalized quantity. And then we have, those are the, the key fields and the, then the entry field would be the quantity itself. That is a number. And then we have some columns that are more administrative, like created time and change time, and also the user that did these activities. And the last one would be the source, whether this was manually entered, the, the number was manually entered, uploaded, or with the other methods that you mentioned. And I have a question regarding the product number. Do we also, or do we need actually the specific product, or is this also something that where we can use a reference material? You can use the reference material. Okay, uh, which makes it a little bit easier on the maintenance as well. Yeah. Good. I think we are then through with this uh, level. We will maybe, maybe not in this package building series, but in another deep dive series, go more into the details of normalized quantities. And uh, of course, being used then in the consuming application, namely transportation management. But for the package builder logic or functionality, I think this covers this quite well in this, uh, in this episode. Good. So I would also say now, if we conclude this episode, that we have thus finished the deep dive into the setup of the package builder. We have looked now at uh, quite some places in the um, setup or the configuration of the system of how we can influence the behavior of the package builder. This includes the package building profile. This includes also the master data. We have looked at reference material hierarchies and location hierarchies. And we have looked at related profiles for the package building profile. And most importantly now the main Uh, behavioral settings for the package builder, the package type assignment. We did think that um, we would cover these topics in uh, fewer episodes, maybe one or two, but um, we have seen that, that it takes uh, quite some time to look into more detail, and, but we think it's all right. So this is something that we, that we have um, considered and we think that now, after having covered this setup, in this detail, we are then ready to go into the logic of the package builder itself. So for the following episodes, uh, prepare, be prepared to uh, handle topics like classes and code lines and methods. We will not go into that much of a detail because we would probably need uh, <laughs> dozens of episodes, but we will look at the main logic of the package builder. Markus, any closing remarks from your side? Oh, I'm looking forward to the technical details. Yeah, it would be quite interesting. We haven't done uh, such a deep dive in a podcast uh, until now, uh, but we'll see how it goes. 
and we are looking forward to having you again here in our podcast for the package builder deep dive series of the tm podcast black belt edition hope to see you soon take bye care bye. goodbye